Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking City Podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm Rich Fay, and I am delighted to say I'm joined today by Mr. Liam Corliss. Hello. And Mr. Joe Bray. Hello. A very abrupt hello at you from Liam. I'm not in a good mood today, are you? Yeah, I'm alright, thanks. Not too bad. Joe, you in good mood? I'm not too bad, yeah. That's all that Let's get the show on the road. Man City bounced back in the Champions League after losing to Lyon in their opening group stage game. They beat Hoffenheim, came from a goal down, a goal conceded within the first minute away against the German side. Liam, what did you make of City's performance <clears> last night? And a good test of character compared to maybe how some other English sides, maybe some other sides on the other side of Manchester would have reacted to going a goal down so early on. Yeah, I thought it was a good performance. Obviously, it was a really it was a poor start from City. They went went a goal down within. Uh, well, it was under a minute when they when they conceded the first goal. I think Vincent Company was at fault. They admitted after the match that it was a kind of down to City's high defensive line. It's a it's a tactic that can cost that can cost goals. You know, Company admitted that after the match. He tried to push out when a through ball went through. Mistimed his. Um, Mistimed his movement and it's happened uh, to us all that hasn't it? Ah, oh, speak for yourself, Rich. To be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, so he mistimed his movement and uh, and half an iron strike. He got in, slotted a nice finish under under Edison. And it was obviously the worst start possible, but City bounced back in style. Uh, Aguero scored in the seventh minute. It was good work by um, David Silva. Pits out Sane down the left wing, and Sane put the ball in for Aguero to kind of tap it into an empty net. Uh, the gr- <clears throat> plenty of opportunities were created in the first half where I had three or four shots Sterling had a good opportunity had a really good run as well didn't he Sterling that one way he took him up got him four or five yeah. players got to the edge of the box and really material yeah that's, that, that's the moment I'm referring to it was a silver through ball as it, as it so, so often is and um, yeah so he ran, he ran onto that outpaced, outpaced the Hoffenheim left back cut inside got across his man and got a left footed shot away that the, the keeper tip behind for for a corner. Um, second half, City weren't as good going forward, but um, they obviously got the goal they needed. David Silver in the in the closing stage, I think it was the eighty seventh minute, robbed the defender of the ball and slotted a nice finish into the bottom corner. Uh, obviously, it was the result that City desperately needed after losing on match day one to to Leon, and uh, obviously they're up, they're up and running now in the Champions League, and you'd back them to come through come through the groups. And Joe, that type of character from City in Europe is maybe something they've missed in the past before. It's when they go behind in these sort of games, it's maybe been more costly in the knockout stages. And City are quite good to get out of the groups these days. But as we've seen before, and we saw last season, that an early goal can really set them back. Um, but a good test of character from, from City. And do you think they're maturing in Europe? Um, uh, yeah, in Europe especially. You'd always back them to, to get the win, however bad they're playing. Didn't happen against Leon, obviously. But um, now I think the quality that they had showed in the end and it was it was just a typical David Silver goal that he he saw a mistake before it had even happened and the, the finish was there for everyone to see it was exactly what you'd expect from a player like David Silver uh, I know Guardiola said after the game that they needed a result like that to um, to give them the experience of having a bit of adversity going against him in games 
to then look forward in the latter stages where they struggled last season against Liverpool they'll be stronger for it or that's the hope from Guardiola's perspective Liam do you think last season maybe that did cost City a bit that they had everything going their way a bit too much at times that when they did come up against a challenge yes they did sometimes come back and get a, get, get a late winner but they're never really battling from behind do you think that City are maybe at this stage of the season they're still top of the table it's good to have these mistakes now uh, not sure necessarily that was what cost City last season I think going to Anfield and do City have a dreadful record there and obviously they got there this weekend but it was it was Anfield where they, where they were knocked out of the Champions League last season so it went 3-0 in the first half and obviously it's, it's a difficult scoreline to come back from against any side let alone let alone Liverpool who are one of the most dangerous teams in Europe at the moment um, so in terms of kind of bouncing back from adversity I don't think many people backed them to do that um, from that position and then obviously in the, in the second leg at, at the Etihad they went a, a goal up early on ended up losing 2-1 um, so yeah I'm not sure whether, whether it's actually to do with them coming back from adversity or not that, that, that will stand them in better stead this season than they did last season and I guess it is worth saying that lots of refereeing decisions and little moments that went against them with those, those two legs they had the most Salah offside and they built the first goal two goals disallowed for City and yeah and we saw again last night refereeing decisions going against them um, Leroy Sane should have had a penalty absolute stone waller isn't it if you look, yeah, at, I mean, look it up in a dictionary there's a weird <laughs> picture of Leroy Sane next to him but City <laughs> fans they already have enough reason maybe not to be happy with UEFA but VAR comes in next season you put in your five things today, didn't you, Liam? That it can't come soon enough, really. Yeah, I mean, there was there was absolutely no doubt. The goalkeeper got up, and you could tell by his reaction. He he knew he, he fouled Sane. Sane obviously rapid um, got to the ball quick before the goalkeeper skipped skipped round him, and the goalkeeper brought him down. Uh, referee waved play on, and replays were pretty conclusive that he should have pointed to the spot. But then you go back to VAR coming in this um, next season. That might have worked against City when it when it came to Kyle Walker's foul on uh, one of the Hoffenheim players in the in the second half. I think it was a few minutes after the penalty decision had gone against City. He went in studs up. Um, I was probably lucky to get away with just a yellow card. So kind of swings and roundabouts last night. I'd say on the whole, City have probably had to come off come off worse off than the most teams in in terms of refereeing decisions in the Champions League. But last night it was probably. One went, one went for City and one went against them. Like I say about football, often it evens itself out, doesn't it? Football, uh, the old cliche. Uh, Joe, again, another night in the Champions League. I mean, you think about those extra officials behind the goal, and the only notable time I can ever think of any of them making a decision was the one who wrongly said that Ronaldo maybe should have had his red card against Valencia the other week. Uh, do you think that. I, I, VAR coming in, it, it is about time, but those those officials that have been tested in your way for competition seem like an absolute waste of time to them. Well, when you see VAR, it makes a difference. It, it, do, it does exactly what it's meant to do. We saw it in the World Cup. But yeah, like you said, those officials, they don't do anything. Um, and you, you don't see them doing anything, which doesn't help either, because they've not got a flag, they've not got anything like that. I think Sane's problem last night was that he took about half a second to go down, and it looked like he might have possibly been trying to fake it maybe or dive but it, he clearly didn't but if he'd gone down straight away he might have yeah. tried to be a little bit too honest but it's not a bad thing you you can't have it both ways where you ask people to stay on the feet and, and then tell them to, to go down 
In terms of Pep Guardiola's team selection last night, we know that uh, Benjamin Mendy's a, a doubt for the weekend. Pep said he could maybe play against Liverpool. We know Delft's out and Zinchenko is maybe better suited to a game where City play on the front foot. Laporte came in against Hoffenheim at left back. He looked maybe a bit susceptible um, to that opening goal. Liam, what did you make of his performance at left back? <clears throat> Yeah, I didn't think he was great. He's been good at the start of the season in the centre of defence, but last night he was a little bit shaky. It wasn't just the opening goal. Uh, when I thought, well, all the defenders were culpable for the for the high line. Um, but there was also another moment later in the first half when he produced a really kind of just underpowered back pass, really, and played one of the Hoffenheim strikers in on goal again. Edison had to make a save, and Laporte was forced to forced to put his hand up in apology to, to his teammates because he could have cost City another goal that would have seen them go behind again after Aguero's equaliser. So um, in terms of the left-back options at the weekend, obviously Guardiola will be hopeful that Mendy's back um, because he is, you know, he started the season incredibly, got plenty of assists, plenty of assists going forward and um, he, was, he, was, yeah, he was good at the back. Um, but if, he, if not, then and he and Delph are both out, then you'd probably say it's a toss-up between Danilo and, um, and Zinchenko because I don't think I think Laporte has got to go back to the centre of defence where, where we've seen his best form for City this season. Oh, I'm a bit excited here in the yeah. Talking City podcast room. People barging to try to get into the doors here. It is the the hot place to be <laughs> in Manchester <laughs> at the moment. Um, Joe, again, sort of looking towards Sunday, but one eye back at the Hoffenheim game. Gundogan. Uh, limped off after 68 minutes looked like a hamstring injury for him um, that could be quite problematic going into the game against Liverpool because yes they have different options in midfield but against a side like Liverpool you might need to sort of bulk out a midfield of players who can dictate the temper of a game and maybe you don't need to be so lively once you've got your front three anyway yeah and it's just about the time when Gundogan's got back to form he, he didn't play well against Lyon and then he played so well against Cardiff so having him in the centre I think probably like you say would have counteracted Liverpool's midfield we know they're quite strong in the centre and City will have to get around it a different way they'll have to use Bernardo or um, David Silva to use a bit of skill around them rather than match them for the physicality because we know that Liverpool's midfield Henderson Keita Fabinho whoever they play Wijnaldum they're going to be physical and they're going to try and win that midfield battle with force rather than skill Liam, City this season attention now is turned to that that weekend game against against Liverpool uh, City have sort of gone under the radar really the media frenzy has been all about Liverpool and even to some degree Spurs and then the crisis at United City is still top of the table they're still a team who are sort of setting the standard in English football but they seem to have gone under the radar really do you think that will suit City going into this game because I think the pressure's on Liverpool to actually live up to their billing early on yeah, I think kind of the fact that they have gone under the radar speaks volumes about how impressive they've, they've been over the last year. We've kind of become accustomed to to City's excellence. Um, obviously, all the all the media hype that at the start of this season has, has been around Liverpool, and you could argue rightly so because we've not seen this kind of form from them in the Premier League for for many a year. Um, so yeah, maybe it will suit City. I mean, they'll, they'll probably go into the um, go into the clashes as underdogs of the bookmakers you'd think um, but I'm, I, I fully expect City to get a positive result at Anfield yeah, you're one of the, I think City fans always have the, that air of pessimism about them and you're not a City fan yourself but you, you do you, I'm, I'm surprised by how, how optimistic you are maybe going into this game yeah, I think it's natural for most most supporters to be to be pessimistic like, yeah. um, about their own clubs but 
Um, the way City have started the season, um, that Leon result aside, they've, they've, they've been superb. They're, they've only dropped points in, in one fixture in the Premier League, and that was at Wolves. And we know how good they've been this, this season so far. Obviously got a point at Old Trafford, which maybe isn't as, as good a result as it, as it used to be. But um, yeah, so in terms of how City can can win the game, I think it's a case of, as we were talking about earlier, I know, I know obviously City are missing Gundogan, they're missing De Bruyne. I think the midfield battle will be key. James Milner and Jordan Henderson have been have been have been good this season. Um, who, who is it usually plays with them three? Is it Wijnaldum? Wijnaldum tends to play, but I think he's got an injury knock or something again. I'm not not too sure. I think Fabinho's been used sort of sparingly, hasn't he? Yeah, he's sort of been off the Just, bench yeah. a few times yeah. as well. But yeah, it's usually yes. that, that sort of flat through. So obviously that midfield's been really good this season. Um, maybe down to City to kind of kind of deal with their threat, which which they haven't done on the on the pattern. In the, the previous trips to Anfield, I mean, it was dreadful, dreadful first half in the Champions League last season when when Guardiola went with, went with midfield four, didn't he? he played all yeah. four of De Bruyne, Silva, Bernard, um, not Bernardo, sorry, De Bruyne, Silva, Gundogan, and Fernandinho. So it didn't really work at all, no. No, it was it was terrible to be honest, wasn't it? I mean, going down three 0 in the first half. I mean, they're never going to qualify from the uh, for Champions League semi final. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be a case of seeing how. How Guardiola approaches this game in midfield, having having failed on his on his previous trip, on his most recent trip to Anfield. Yeah, Guardiola's worst managerial sort of rivalry is against Jurgen Klopp. He's lost more games against him than against any other manager. Uh, Joe, it's one of those stats that's always thrown about. And if you ask a player, do you pay attention to past results? They'll always say no. Managers will always say no. But fans maybe sometimes think say, "We've got a horrible record there." City's Anfield who do have not went away at Liverpool since two thousand and three. So much has happened for both clubs since then. You think City have had the best highs maybe they've ever had. Liverpool have had some of the worst lows they've ever had. But still, City have been unable to win at Anfield. Do you think it is maybe just the media trying to bill it up into something it's not? Or do you think these type of records do play a part in the way that a player prepares for a game, knowing they've won 15 years without a win there? I don't think it will affect how they prepare for the game. City will know what they have to expect at Anfield. They've been there twice last season and it won't be a surprise to them, I think. It'll probably be in the back of the minds. And I think City would happily take a point if you offered it to them now. Uh, Liverpool Anfield, especially for the big games, are, it's a very, very tough place to go. And where City are going to better Liverpool over the season is against the smaller sides, against the, the games where Liverpool have been, had a tendency to slip up in the last few, few seasons. Whereas City will go and beat your teams like Brighton, for example. It, not the best performance but they get the job done so I, I think if City can contain Liverpool keep them keep the fans quiet get a point stay top of the table I think that would be a good result from City's perspective and then if they can break this hoodoo then even better but um, I think it will play on their minds a little bit yeah it's one of those records yeah. where it can suit them which always City City wants to be if they were to lose yeah. they wouldn't mention it but Guarantee that if they win, some, oh, of, the players, the some of the players oh, might the be mentioning it on yeah, social yeah, yeah. media after the game yeah. and that like. And it's interesting what Joe said there, Liam, isn't it? That maybe this season the title race we do expect it to be closer just because of the nature of City's sort of I almost say freakish way that they won the league. I mean, there's no debate that they were the clear winners last season, but they managed to get 100 points, which is remarkable. But um, with Liverpool, maybe 
and City's so neck and neck early on, we expect that to be a similar sort of formula and pattern throughout the rest of the season. Do you think these games could be the ones that really do define the season? I know Vincent Company's already maybe uncharacter- uncharacteristically said it isn't about more than just three points this weekend. Yeah, I think it's great for the neutral that, um, that we look like we're actually going to have a, a decent Premier League title race for, for the first time since 2014 when, when Liverpool ran City so close to, to the title. Um, to be honest, it, it's so early on in the season that if, say, if City worst worst thing was to happen and, and City lost at Anfield on Sunday, and come back after the international break, win the next fixture, Liverpool get a draw or, or lose... There's only there's only a point in it again, so I think it's a bit too early to say this is kind of a crucial game in the season. But it's a way for it's a way for City to kind of put a marker down, go to Anfield, and end this hoodoo that we've been talking about. Um, so from that, from there's two ways to look at it really. Um, lost my trail of thought. <laughs> it was I, good though. It was a good. Trail I was getting into, I was getting into something decent there. But, <laughs> That's what we can promise you on the on the Talking City podcast. There's some bits of decency. We don't know where they come from, but yeah, like you said, it can be crushed that way. The way that City maybe could, if they were to lose, it's how they respond. They need to put down a marker. I guess mentally, it would would say a lot if they could end that hoodoo and and beat Liverpool as well because they'd have a lead, a clear lead, early on, and maybe it'll play on Liverpool's mind that they aren't quite up to the challenge of what City have. But like like Joe said as well, if if one side can can respond from a defeat, you know, probably. You might say won't happen. Uh, it is City. And it, I remember we saw a few times last season. It was always after an international break. We always posed the question: Can City respond in style after an international break? I remember the first one they came back and they beat Stoke seven two. I know Stoke eventually got relegated, but that was one of the performances that really sort of set them on their way to sort of mediocrity in the Premier League last season. Um, I guess the last question for both of you, Liam, I'll give you time to think about this one. Don't lose <laughs> Do City need to change their approach against Liverpool? In terms of what Liam said, companies quotes after the game last night saying it was their high press which got them caught out. And he just said it's just sort of a result of the way City play, that they can get caught out by fast breaks. And that's, that is Liverpool's strong point. I know maybe you might say Pep won't change for anyone, but do you think he might have to adapt the way this team's set up to, to combat Liverpool's strengths this weekend? I think they'll go a bit more defensive, possibly, because if you go any, if you give Liverpool's attacking three any sort of space, you're going to be punished, and City were last season. And if if you've got Sinchenko or Laporte or Danilo who's returning from injury, you've not got a proper left back going to be playing against Mo Salah or Sadio Mane. That's not going to be easy for whoever's in that left back spot. So I think they'll go a little bit defensive to try and counter it. But yeah, like you say. Pep won't change too drastically for anyone. Personally, for me, I'd, I'd go four three three. Given, I feel like his team selection at Anfield in the Champions League game last year was kind of sent the wrong message. The fact that he went with four midfielders and he only went with two kind of, two attacking players with it, Sane and Jesus. I think either, either Sane and Jesus or Sane and Aguero. So I kind of feel like that sent the wrong message and gave Liverpool some encouragement to attack. So if if Guardiola lines up in his conventional 4-3-3 formation. I fully expect a, midf- a midfield three of uh, Fernandinho, David Silva and Bernardo to start and then the front three that, that lined up last night, Raheem Sterling, Sergio Aguero and, uh, and Leroy Sane. I think there's plenty of firepower in there. And obviously maybe a little less stability in the midfield with, with Bernardo who's 
a lot better going forward than Gundogan, but he maybe doesn't offer so much defensively given his given his slight figure. Um, I think I think that that would send that would send a more positive message. Yeah, and both of you there, unanimous decision. Aguero should start ahead of Jesus. Um, I know last season maybe Gabriel Jesus was fair in a couple of the bigger games, wasn't he? Um, he played against. He plays just against the bigger teams because he offers a bit more and he brings the wide men into the game a bit more. But you think Aguero is the yeah. one who needs to lead the line? Yeah, I think definitely Aguero. He's got his eighth goal this season or last night and we're only just into October. So, you know, he's obviously in fine form. Showed no no signs of the heel injury that, that, that forced him off at the weekend. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go with Aguero. You agree, Jim? Yeah, definitely. They're not going to have as many chances as they would do at home against a lower side. So... Aguero will take the chances when they come to him. Well, it's as easy as yeah. that, isn't it? <laughs> Play Aguero and you might get a result, Pep. Just like that, Talking City podcast will be back next week and we will have all the reaction to that game against Liverpool. And we'll have to think of some more questions to fill out the long international break as well. It's sure to be an absolute bumper episode, isn't it? <laughs> Liam, thank you very much for joining me. Joe, likewise. Make sure to subscribe to the Talking City podcast on ACAST for all the latest episodes. And stick with us at the Manchester Evening News for all the build-up to City's trip to Anfield.